This sicha is a little bit of a different style sicha than your regular sicha in Lakuti sichas. It sort of goes through the fabrengen of Rosh Hashanah of Tavshin Memalef, and then some of the footnotes also describing some of the other things that happened by the fabrengen that the Rebbe said, and so on. So the Rebbe actually started off by the fabrengen by first washing his holy hands for the meal, as was customary before the end of every yomtiv. The Rebbe said to announce that those people that didn't wash yet should wash now. The Rebbe said that people should say L'chaim before Shkia. Then the Rebbe asked whether there are still any stragglers. And finally, the Rebbe started the Sikha by saying that on Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kulchem Lefnei Hashem Lekeichem, on the Posik, that says, you are standing all in front of Hashem, your God. The Alter Rebbe says that the word Hayoyim is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. And that Nitzavim Lefnei Hashem Lekeichem, we're all standing in front of Hashem in a way of Kulchem, all of us together, that means all the Eden, from the leaders down to the woodchoppers, the water carriers, and all the levels in between, are all standing in a way of kulchem, which as he explains means la'achadim k'echad, we're all standing united. The Rebbe says, this idea of nitzavim hayoyim kulchem is really done milamayla, that's what Hashem is sort of making us stand in front of Hashem elokeichem. As Chassidus explains on the word Nitzavim, that it's the Loshoi Nifa, which means something is being done to us. Yidin are being set up or being stood up by Hashem. But of course, there's always the idea that a person has to also have his own input in the language that the Rebbe often uses based on a Gemara that needs to be the concept called Kav Shaloi. There's a Gemara that discusses that a person would rather have one little measure of his than nine measures of Chaveiroi of his friend. And in this context, what the Rebbe is saying is that we need to have the Kav Shaloi, we need to have our own little bit of Avoidi, even though it may be so small compared to what Hashem is going to do, there needs to be that one little measure of our own Avoida. But when we do that measure of our Avoida, we also get the nine of Chaveiroi of our friend, which again in this context refers to Kvayochel Hashem himself. The Rebbe brings a Rashi in Masechta Shabbos on the Posuk, Reiacha Tazim, do not forsake your friend, your father's friend, Rashi says this refers to Hashem. Hashem is considered your friend. So, so too over here, when we say about the Tisha Kabim Shal Chaveiroi, it refers to Hashem. So we have our one little Kav, one little measure that we do. But together with that, we get also the nine of Hashem, which all together we then have these ten Kavim, the full set of ten measurements. Now, when we speak about our avoida, so there's what Hashem does and there's what we do. So simply, number one, it starts off with the fact that Yidin are the one that sanctify the day of Yom Tov. We say in, in our davening, in our Kiddush, our Rosh Hashanah, we say, Mekadosh Yisroel v'yoyim hazikorin, because in order for Rosh Hashanah to become holy, it first starts off with Yidin making this day Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, and therefore Rosh Hashanah. So it starts off with the Kedushan that the Yidin put into this day. In addition to this, by the actual fact that you didn't get together, when we get together united for one purpose and one idea, that we add to the Nitzavim Ayoyim Kolchem to addition what Hashem is doing, making us stand in front of Hashem, we also add by us standing in a united form, in a united way. Especially, says the Rebbe, when we connect this get-together with a Dover Gashmi, with a physical item, which becomes part of our flesh and blood, especially when we take this Dover Gashmi, this drink, and we say L'chaim on it, which then, as the Razal say, G'doylo L'gimo Shemekareves, that when we have food or drink together, it brings people closer together. Especially, says the Rebbe, that it's connected with a Yom Tif, with Rosh Hashanah, 
regarding which it says, Ched vas Hashem himo'uzchem, that the joy of Hashem is your strength. So, and as the Pasuk says, that on this day of Rosh Hashanah, we have to be drinking sweet things, in addition to ichlu mashmanim, eating fatty foods. Especially, says the Rebbe, that year was a year of, of Hakel. So it's a Rosh Hashanah of Hakel. And the Rebbe says that the idea of Hakel really starts already by Rosh Hashanah of the year. The Pasuk says, Mikait Sheva Hashanah, at the end of seven years, after the Shemitah year, comes the year of Hakel. Now that, of course, starts right away by Rosh Hashanah, even though technically the actual Hakel is going to be on Sukkot, but it starts already on Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe explains, Chassidus tells us on the Pasuk, Bakese liyoyim chagenu. Now this is a Pasuk generally referring to Rosh Hashanah, but the Pasuk is Bakese liyoyim chagenu, which Chassidus explains as follows. Chagenu, the Yom Tov is referring to Sukkot. Bakese liyoyim chagenu means that Rosh Hashanah, we already have all the things that are going to happen on Sukkot, in a concealed state, we have them already on Rosh Hashanah. So the Rebbe says the same thing is true in regards to Hakel. That yes, it's going to be on Sukkot, but already on Rosh Hashanah, it's Bakese, it's already there in the potential or in a hidden state. And therefore the Rebbe says everyone should say L'chaim on wine and to make sure to, that this should be done before Shkia, because again, as pointed out in the footnote, this was, the is that year was Thursday, Friday, so this Fabrengen is happening Friday just before Shkia, after which time one would not be allowed to eat and drink. So the Rebbe said we should say L'chaim on mashke, on a liquid, even better, more so on yayin, on wine, which as the Pesach says, mesameach, it brings joy to Elohim, va'anoshim to Hashem, and to people, and therefore it's connected with tremendous simcha, and that it becomes damu bosok, sorry, it becomes part of our flesh and blood. Especially, says the Rebbe, that this idea, when he said it's connected with Rosh Hashanah, it's hakel, and we're also doing this in a shul, which is called a bayis godol, the Gemara explains, that a shul is called a bayis godel because it's a place where we magnify Torah, there's shiuri Torah, and there's makim shabbat godlim baytfilo, we have davening there. V'hi concludes that this part of the sicha, that this should accomplish all of the inyanim, that these sort of activities are supposed to accomplish. Again in the footnote, it's pointed out that at this point of the Fabrengen, the Rebbe said to sing the Nigunim of the Rabbeim. First of all, the Nigunim of the Shalish Tanuiz, the Rebbe specifically mentioned the names of the Baal Shem Toiv, the Mizritcher Magid and the Alter Rebbe, to then sing the Nigun of the Alter Rebbe. When they started singing Avinu Malkeinu, the Rebbe said that Shabbos, and including already from Mincha before that, we don't say Avinu Malkeinu. So instead they sang a Nigun from the Alter Rebbe called Likrat Shabbos. The Rebbe said to sing a nigun of the Mittel Rebbe, of the Tzemach Tzedek, of the Rebbe Maharash, of the Rebbe Rashab, of the Friedrich Rebbe, they sang the Benani, and finally they sang the Rebbe's nigun of Atav Hartanu, at which point the Rebbe um, said to sing a nigun preparing for a mimer, and the Rebbe then went ahead and said a mimer on the words, Zehayoyim Tchilas Masecha, and the next part of the Sikha, the Rebbe now also focuses on these words. So the Rebbe says, this idea of Zeh Hayoyim Tchilas Masecha, we say Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of Hashem's creation, but the term is used Zeh. Chassidus explains that there's a difference between when we say Zeh, pointing to something and saying this is it, or the word Koy. It's something like this. This is one of the topics that were discussed in that Maimer that the Rebbe said. So the Rebbe said this idea is generally discussed in many places in the Maimorim of the Tzemach Tzedek. In addition to that, it's also discussed in the notes and in the explanations that are in parentheses and brackets in Lukutei Torah, which also speak about this idea, which are apparent, apparently from the Tzemach Tzedek as well. And the Rebbe says that Rosh Hashanah, this day of Zeh Hayyim Tchilas Ma'asecha, has a special connection with the Tzemach Tzedek, who's Yom Ledes, 
is on Erev Rosh Hashanah, and whose bris was in the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The Rebbe said, we discussed in the previous Fabrengen, the Rebbe is making reference over here to the Fabrengen of Erev Rosh Hashanah, that when the Tzemach Tzedek was born, his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, said that a mimer, on the words, that before a child is born, an oath is administered for him to be a tzaddik. Later, this mimer actually became the first to be prokem of Tanya. Says the Rebbe, this idea of mashbi inoisiti tzaddik is, which is generally, of course, connected to the idea of a birth. In this case, the birth of the tzemach tzaddik, because mashbi inoisiti tzaddik happens by the Yiddish child before he is born and comes out into the avir ha'olam, into the world. The Rebbe says that the idea of birth and the birth of the tzemach tzaddik and this idea of mashbi inoisiti tzaddik is also very much connected with Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah, Adam Arishan is created. Adam Arishan being created is similar to every Yid's Neshama coming down into a physical body and being born. So this is true regarding every person, and specifically every Yid, because as we know, Yidin are called Adam, similar to Adam Arishan. Atem, Kruyin Adam, Yidin are called Adam. And as the Mishnah says, that every single person is a is considered an entire world, just like Adam Arishan. Adam Arishan is created alone. Furthermore, the reason why he's created alone is so that we know that every single yid is an oil is a complete uh, entire world. That's why Adam is created thousands of years ago as one man. So this emphasizes even more the connection between Adam Arishan being created on Rosh Hashanah and really the birth of every single yid. Says the Rebbe, since every single year, the time of Rosh Hashanah, Niskarim Venasim, when we remember the things that happened on the first Rosh Hashanah, it's really being repeated now again. All of these things are, are happening again like Rosh Hashanah on the first time, including the fact that Adam Arishan is created on Rosh Hashanah. So therefore it's understood that Rosh Hashanah of every single year is also the birth of every individual yid. Says the Rebbe, so now we could say that when the Alter Rebbe says this idea of Mashbi and Oiseti Yitzadik on Erev Rosh Hashanah, is also hinting to the idea that really every Rosh Hashanah, as we just said, is the birth of every Yid, like Adam Arishan is created on Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, before the child is born, before every Yid is born on Rosh Hashanah, we need to have that Mashbi in Tzadik on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Again, like the Alter Rebbe said, this Mimer, when the Tzamech Tzadik is born, which is Erev Rosh Hashanah. Now, even though, says the Rebbe, on the first time, when Adam Arishan is created, so in that day of Rosh Hashanah itself, there were quite a number of hours before Rosh Hashanah, Adam Arishon is created, as the Gemara in Sanhedrin enumerates, as Adam Arishon, exactly which part of the day is created. But generally, now we say that Adam Arishon is born on the, or created on the day of Rosh Hashanah, and therefore the Mashbi in Oisai is more to do with Erev Rosh Hashanah. Says the Rebbe, in the Kviyus of that year that the Rebbe is fabringing, there's even more emphasis on this idea of Niskarim Venasim, of all of the things being repeated again, of Rosh Hashanah and of Adam Arishan's creation. How is that? So Adam Arishan, Rosh Hashanah, the first time, was on the sixth day of the week on a Friday. But we have a klal, a rule, loya durosh, that Rosh Hashanah does not fall out on a Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. The Rambam brings this. And according to Rabbi Sadi Goyen, it's actually considered do'i raisa, that it shouldn't be on these days. So Rosh Hashanah could never actually fall out as it was the first time, which was on a Friday. So the only possibility for Friday to be Rosh Hashanah is like the Kviyus of that particular year when the second day of Rosh Hashanah was Friday. Now even though it's only the second day of Rosh Hashanah, but since both days of Rosh Hashanah halachically are considered Yoyma Richa, one long day, so according to that it comes out that in the Kviyus of such a year when you have Thursday and Friday, 
So Rosh Hashanah is technically on the day Adam Mauritian is created, then the first time on a Friday, on the sixth day of the week. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, because Adam Mauritian is created on the end of the day, so when you have two days of Rosh Hashanah, Thursday and Friday, which are like one long day, so Adam Mauritian being created at the end of the day, is sort of like the second day of Rosh Hashanah in a certain sense is more than connected to this long day of Rosh Hashanah, the end of the day. So Adam Arishan being created on Friday in such a kvias is the closest possible idea that we have Adam Arishan being created on the end of this Rosh Hashanah day. The Rebbe points out, Kana Mokim also to point out, regarding this general idea of Rosh Hashanah being two days, which of course is not only in Chutz Laret, but also in Eretz Yisroel. And here we actually see, says the Rebbe, emphasize this idea of Achdus, of Atem Nitzavim Ayyem Kulchem, by Rosh Hashanah specifically. Regarding all the Yom Toivim, we have a difference between the Yidin and Chutz Laretz and Eretz Yisrael. In Chutz Laretz, they usually, there's always the second day of Yom Tif, as opposed to Eretz Yisrael, which is only one day of Yom Tif. We're in Rosh, in Rosh Hashanah, all Yidin have two days Yom Tif. Both the Yidin and Eretz Yisrael, the land upon which Hashem's eyes are there the whole year from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, as well as in Chutz Laaretz, where you have what's called the Rav Minyan, Rav Binyan of the Yidin, where most of the majority of the Yidin are until the time of Mashiach said Cain will bring them all in Eretz Yisrael. So the Rebbe says people look for some sort of source that Rosh Hashanah in Eretz Yisrael is two days. When did this all start? So the Rebbe says we have actually a clear posse in Torah Shem we have the Sefer of Nehemiah. The Rebbe points out an interesting thing that the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchus Rosh Hashanah, actually based on a Gemara in Sanhedrin, refers to it not as Nehemiah, but he refers to even Nehemiah, he refers to it as Sefer Ezra, based on the Gemara. But either way, in Kapitel Ches, in Perik Ches, in Chapter 8, in continuation to what the Pasuk says over there, what has happened on the, on the first day of the seventh month, meaning on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, where the Yidin are told, eat fat foods, drink sweet drinks, send gifts and portions to those that don't have prepared, etc. The day is holy for Hashem. Don't be sad. The joy of Hashem is your strength and so on. The Apostle goes on to say how the Yidin actually fulfilled this. They went, they ate, they drank, they sent portions and they made a big tremendous simcha. The Pasuk then says, Ubayoyim Hasheni. What do these words Ubayoyim Hasheni mean? So the Mepharshim say, Ubayoyim Hasheni doesn't mean the day after Rosh Hashanah, the next day, but rather it means the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And they explain, based on the words of Razal, that the reason for this was that it was two days Rosh Hashanah, because that year Ezra added an extra day to Chodesh Elul, was Ma'aber, he made 30 days in Elul, and therefore they ended up with two days Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe says, this that we just mentioned from the Chemyah, that on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the Yidin went and eat, ate and drank, etc. And with, so they did this all with Simcha G'doylo. The Rebbe connects this to something that the Friedrich Rebbe writes in a Mimer, in Tavshin Gimel in the beginning, in the beginning of Tavshin Gimel, Sefer Amar Tavshin Gimel. He says that we see B'malchusa Da'ara in a kingdom down here in this world, that when we coronate a king, it's done with tremendous, tremendous Simcha. And he says... That since Malchus Adara, the way things work in the kingdom down here, is similar to Malchus Adara, is similar to Hashem's kingdom. So therefore, the crowning of Hashem, Malchus Adara, when we crown Hashem or Rosh Hashanah, it's also done by Simcha G'dayla. Now before going further on this point, the Rebbe says a Maimur Amuzgar, by the way, important point. And that is, 
Regarding this that we say that Malchusa the Arake Malchusa the Rakia, that because and since there's down here in this world, the crowning of a king is done with tremendous simcha, so too is up above with Hashem. So there is a question. Obviously, things Lamaila don't have to happen, chas v'shalom, just because that's what's happening down here in this world. So how is it that we say that just because in Malchus Adara, because something is done down here in a particular way, like the crowning of the king is being done by Simcha G'dayla, so therefore up Lamaila it's also in the same way. The Rebbe says the same thing is in truth is asked about, could be asked about many of the Misholim that Razal give regarding Hashem. We say, What is this compared to? To a Melech Basar Adam, to a human king or other similar Misholim. How is it that we could say that we could know something that's happening up above by Hashem because that's the way it's happening down here? The Rebbe says we asked the same question also regarding a marshal that the Mizritcher Magid gave regarding a father. So first we spoke about a king, now we speak about a father. Then we say that just like by a father down here, he has in his mind engraved the image of his son in a similar way is by Hashem, that the Neshamas of the Eden are engraved in Hashem's thought, Kavayachal. With the difference that the Mizritcher Magad explains, that by the marshal, by a father, a human being, so obviously someone that didn't have a child, yet you can't say that he has the child already engraved in his mind. Whereas by Hashem, even before the Yidin are created, they're already in Hashem's mind, because Hashem, past and future, it's all exactly the same. So how do all these Mishalim work? Why are we comparing it to things down here in this world? So the Rebbe says the explanation is, that obviously it does not mean that because something is down here in this world, that's why it has to be like that up above. It actually works the other way around. It's When we see something down here, that just shows us, that's a proof to the way things are going to be, ha- the way things are above. As Rebbe explains, that because things happen in a certain way, it's as a result of that, it's a hishtalshlus from that that that's the way it happens down here. In other words, up there, that's the source of the way things happen. And as a result of what's happening, Lamaila, that's why it happens down here in a similar way. So when we want to know something that's happening up above, we look the way things are happening down here, and that gives us some sort of understanding of how things are happening up above. And the same thing says the Rebbe is regarding all these Mishalim. The Pasuk says, My own flesh I could perceive, I could see Hashem, I could see godliness. And the reason for this is, is because Hashem wants that the matters of Elikus, the matters of godliness, shouldn't just be in a way of emunah of faith, but we should be able to see it, we should be able to perceive it, we should be able to understand it. This is why Hashem made that we have the Mishalom down here in this world, that we can look at it and understand things the way they are. The Rebbe says, we know that the Rambam, when he speaks about the knowledge of Hashem, he doesn't use the term Lahamin in the mitzvah, he says Leida, to know. And the Rebbe adds, the Rebbe says this is also the beer in what the Tzemach Tzedek says in his Sefer HaMitzvah. Tzemach Tzedek says, how can we be discussing Emunah in Hashem being a mitzvah? If Emunah is just the basis, the introduction for all the mitzvahs, how can you be commanded to have the Emunah? It's once you have the Emunah, now you can be commanded about something. So the Tzemach Tzedek explains that in addition to the fact that there's the command for certain details about the Emunah, more importantly, because mitzvah is not only to believe, but also later to be able to have a full grasp and understanding that Hashem is the first existence, and so on and so forth. And this is why we have all these Mishalim in our world, in order to help us better understand the way things are up above. Again, as the expression is, so that if my own flesh I could perceive, I could understand matters about Hashem up above. 
The Rebbe says so too when we speak about the person down here, Lamata. We say Adam Le'Elyon is compared to above. And that's why when we look at a Melech, at the king down here, we say it's similar to the way things are Kvayochel, by Melech, Malchi Amlochem, HaKadosh Baruch When we look at a father down here, we say this is Kvayochel, a marshal to the way things are, by Avinu, Sheba Shamayim, by our Father in Heaven. So getting back now to the point that it says in Sefer HaMamorim, Tavshin Gimel, from the Free Rebbe, well, the fact that we see that the Achtoras HaMelech, that the crowning of the king, is Malchusa the Ara down here? It's Besimcha Gdoila. So from this we know that the crowning of Hashem is also Besimcha Gdoila, and that's why again Rosh Hashanah is associated with this tremendous Simcha. The Rebbe says this is all was a Maimer Amuzger. By the way, just clarifying this point. But getting back now to the original Pasuk and Nehemiah, where we say that on the first day of Rosh Hashanah the Yidden went and ate and were tremendous Simcha, etc. The Pasuk then discusses the second day of Rosh Hashanah, and the Pasuk says. What happened on the second day of Rosh Hashanah? So, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, the heads of the families of the Yidin, the Koyanim, the Levim, all come to Ezra Soifer to learn, to understand, to find out what says in the Torah. And they find what says in the Torah that Hashem commanded Moshe that the Yidin should sit in the Sukkot on, on Sukkot on the seventh, and the Yom Tov in the seventh month. Ezra tells the Yidin to publicize in all of the cities and in Yerushalayim, Tzuhu, Tzuhu Ahar, go out to the mountains, and bring to me the branches of olive trees, of oil trees, oil producing, uh, trees producing oil, and branches of the Hadassim, of the Tomorrow, of the dates, of the Hadassim, all for the Yom Tov of Sukkot. This is going to be both for the building of the Sukkot as well as for the Dalad Minim, as the Mepharshim explained over there. Again, on a side note that Ebba points out, that we had over here the expression where he says to them, hahor, go out to the mountain. And the Rebbe is going to compare this to another Pasuk. In Chagai, there's a Pasuk that in the sixth month, in the month of Elul, on the first day of the month, Rosh Chodesh Elul, the Eibishter says, within a way of a question, a way of a wonder, what's going on over here? Are the people saying that it's not time to build a base Amigdash yet? And he says, the Eibishter gives a command, Aluhahar, go up to the mountain and bring the wood to build a base Amigdash. The Rebbe says this is more discussed in the Fabrengen of Rosh Chodesh Elul, so a month earlier. So in our Pasuk it says, Tzu'u'ahar, go out to the mountain. There it said, Alu'ahar, go up to the mountain. And the Rebbe over here explains the difference. The Rebbe says it's a simple difference. In Chagai, when we're speaking about the time before the Beis HaMikdash was built, and now we need to go out to build the Beis HaMikdash. So the Rebbe says, that's why it says Alu, because it's a state of Aliyah going up from the previous state before the Beis HaMikdash was built to a state where the Beis HaMikdash was being built. And that's why the expression is, Alu, go up to the mountain. Where is in Nehemiah when we're speaking about a time when there is the Beis HaMikdash already, as it says in the Psuchim, and that's why the expression is, Tzu'u, go out to the mountains. Now, we're speaking about Rosh Hashanah, so even though on that day, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, of course, the Yidna are not fulfilling the mitzvah of Sukkah practically yet, but since they're already making the Hachlata, they're deciding ready to fulfill the mitzvah, to fulfill what Ezra told them, to go out to the mountain, so machshava toiva, hakadosh baruch hu So a good thought, Hashem counts it already, joins it to the action, and therefore, when you have that machshava toiva, that decision that they're going to do it, that already ensures that it's also going to come down into ma'isa b'poil practically. The Rebbe says, furthermore, we know there's a pasuk that speaks about the carbon pesach. The pasuk says, vayelchu vayasu bnei yisrael kasher tziva Hashem es moishe ve'arun. So in regards to carbon Pesach, so Rashi says, how could this be 
The command for the carbon Pesach in Mitzrayim was on Rish Chodesh, Rish Chodesh Nisan. So what does it mean they went and they did what Moshe and Aaron told them? So the, the answer is, because they accepted to do it, it's already counted. Hashem counts already as if they did it. So the Pesach says, Vayasu, not as if, that they actually did it to such a strong extent. From this we understand also, says the Rebbe, from the Achlot of the Yidin back then on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, in regarding to the mitzvah of Sukkah, that already then it's counted as if they went and practically did it already. Then the Pesach goes on and speaks about how the Yidin actually fulfilled the mitzvah of Sukkah. It says, Vayetzuan, the people went out, they went and they brought, they brought the wood, they made the sukkahs, each person on their roofs and their courtyards. Ubechatzro is beisol, he came into the courtyard of Hashem's house. We're going to be discussing this, these words a little bit more in a moment as well. Ubechayv shar hamayim, by the gate of the water, Ubechayv shar Ephraim, the street of the shar Ephraim. And vatehi simcha gdoilan mo'edin was a tremendous simcha. And as it says in the Pasuk, that this was such a tremendous simcha that from the time of Yeshua Binun there was never such a great simcha. Now the Rebbe points out in connection to what we just said, that they made sukkahs on their roofs and their courtyards and also in the courtyards of Hashem's house. So it says in Shuvah Sagoinim that a question was brought up whether a sukkah needs to be made in a shul. Now L'Chathchila, the idea was, the Havamina, the initial thought was, that you don't have a sukkah in a shul, because a sukkah is teishvu, kein taduru, we have a sukkah similar to the place where we live, like our own houses, as opposed to a shul, which is not really the place where we live. But then in the Tshuva Sagoinim, it goes on to say that, no, we do make a sukkah in the shul for the guests that come, as it says over there, brings over there that in Baghdad, where many of the Goinim lived, they made sukkahs in their shuls. And the proof is brought from our Pasuk over there, that in the Beis HaMikdash, there was a sukkah, as the Pasuk says in Nechemia, Vayaslam sukkahs, that they made sukkahs in all these different places, including Bechatzrois Beis HaLekim, and in Shuvah Sagoyim, it actually concludes, Vechein Minig Yisrael, that that's actually what the Minig of Yidna is. The Rebbe says, from all of the above mentioned, from this whole thing, the way it's described in Sefer of Nechemia, and from the Tshuva Sagoinim, with all the details that we just spoke about, the Rebbe says we could take out a number of different Muslim, a number of different ideas. But the Rebbe says, Tzorich because in the meantime I didn't find this in Sfarim. But the Rebbe does point out one thing, one of the ideas that we could take out of all of this is, and that is, that on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we should be preparing for Sukkot, and making the decisions that we're going to do everything that we need to do, the way it's supposed to be done on, sim- on Sukkot. And furthermore, in a way of Simcha G'day with tremendous Simcha. Especially as we said before, and this explained in Chassidus, that in Rosh Hashanah, all of the inyanim of Sukkot are there already, but in a way, Bekesa, it's concealed, but it's all there already. And therefore, says the Rebbe, practically, like we had discussed in the previous Fabrengans and previous years, about the idea that Rosh Hashanah we need to have, as the Pasuk says, Shilchu is to send portions to the people that don't have of their own. In a similar way, now that we see this idea about Sukkot, that we need to be preparing our Rosh Hashanah for Sukkot. So the same thing is true in regards to the preparations for Sukkot. That we need to be supplying the Yidin, every, everything that they need, in order to be able to celebrate Sukkot with tremendous simcha, simcha g'doy l'moid. And so too, of course, also in regards to the days in between, between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, to make sure that they are days that are filled with simcha and simcha g'doy l'moid. And of course, the way we do this is by making sure that all the Yidin have what they need. If they're lacking anything, if they're missing anything, we need to make sure that they have what they need in order to be able to be besimcha of a tuvlei Until we come to the time of simchas oilam al roisham. 
which is connected to the Geula Hamitis Vashleima de Mashiach Tzadkainu, who is going to build a base Hamikdash in its place, gathering all of the dispersed of the Yidden, the Yehi Ratzoyin, that in a way of Hakeles Ha'amo Anoshim Vanoshim Vatav Gerecha Hashem Sharecha. In the year that's a year of Hakel, the Rebbe was speaking this in Tovshin Mem Aleph Habo Leinu Lekrosenu Lotoyva Vulevrocha, and even before this, says the Rebbe, the Nechtovim and Nechtovim Laalto were right away written and sealed Lechayim for life in the Sefer of Tzadikim Gemurim. And of course, Tzadikim Gmur refers to all Yidim because Va'amich Kulam Tzadikim, that it should be a Ksiva Vachsima Toiva, Shana Toiva Mesuka, Betoiv Hanireva Nigla Lamatami Asarat Fachim, and Bemeheira Viameinu Mamish. Again, in the footnote, it points out that at this point, the Fabrengen, the Rebbe benched, and then the Rebbe said that Koishal Bracha, which was usually given by the end of these Fabrengens at the end of Yom Tov, says the Rebbe Bli Neder will be. After the Fabrengen, there will be the following day, Shabbos afternoon, is when the Rebbe is going to conclude these Fabrengens of Rosh Hashanah and give out the Kershaw Bracha then.